Well, good afternoon. Welcome to The Political Strategist. This is your podcast host, Brenda K. Sanders. Hope you're doing well this Friday afternoon. I am on the podcast. I'm on the podcast today to report about more government gang stalking. And you know, I do this for a reason. I do it because I soon found out, even though I suspected I soon found out that there are many, many victims of this type of um, uh, governmental um, persecution and discrimination. Many, many victims. And they, you know, what stops people from coming forward is they're embarrassed by it. I know I did for several years. I did not say anything. And, And of course, being intimidated and uh, uh, you know, tracked and traced. Who's who's accustomed to having that done? And so, uh, it stopped me from really going forward, uh, because I was not accustomed to it. I thought at any moment that I could be attacked or maybe possibly lose my life. Uh, you know, as my twin sister is dead, but she didn't lose her life suddenly. She lost it gradually. And that's why I continue to report what I can here on the political strategists. Today, I want to report about this economic terrorism. And and it's used as a phrase that's used in in the targeting circles uh, in the meetings. I mean, you may not hear much about it, but it's called and it can be called um. economic terrorism or, you know, or finance. I've heard the word financial defamation that results as, 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 uh, from these activities. 
But I recently, and I, I've been applying for job opportunities ever since I was uh, removed from my position on the 36th District Court. And can you believe no success for almost eight years? And it's been a very grueling and cruel eight years uh, living without finances or a very, very, very thin layer of finances. And so applying for jobs all of these years, what they have done is collectively, I, I believe there's been a a, a message that uh, blackballing, that's what they used to call it, that you're not to hire this person. And I, I expect it, uh, even though I apply anyway, but I also have learned that the law makes provisions and provides remedies for a person like me who is harassed, discriminated, and persecuted against in, in employment uh, with employment opportunities. But uh, just today... I applied, uh, well, not just today, maybe for the last two weeks, I applied for a job as a substitute teacher. And let me tell you, it is proving to be quite lucrative because there is a substantial shortage of substitute teachers in this area in Michigan and in South Carolina. But I applied for the job. I mean, you don't have to have much to apply. But let me tell you, the electronic interference and obstruction has been unremarkable. I'm sorry, been remarkable, amazingly remarkable. My computer failing, um, you know, twisting things where I can't get to it. Just now I, I tried to send an email to the entity and the email would not send and then when I talked to the person at the job, he said, well, I've not received anything uh, from the other day when you tried to fax your documents. And so it has been an extremely arduous task to, to, to submit what, what would be basic employment documents to uh, an employer. And like I said, substitute teaching, you know, you're not, you know, this is a basic job and it, it's... Um, I'm not going to say low end. It's just that you have to meet. You do have to have some education, even though you don't have to have a a a degree. And 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 it has been such a complex task to get these documents to this employment entity. And I know because the least little money that a targeted individual receives is a threat to somebody the government, or what have you. Uh, just the other day, when I was about to go to the same entity to submit my documents in person, my car, my tire was flattened on I-75. Almost, I almost got to the entity to, to meet with them personally. I was dressed up in my interview garb and, you know, armed with my documents that were requested by the, the by the interviewer. And guess what? I didn't get the interview. I didn't get to the interview because one thing that is required actually, and, I, and I, it was an, uh, a virtual interview, even though he said you can come in to uh, do an interview. I thought it was a good idea. I like to do things in person. But when I attempted to do so, my car suddenly 
went down on, on I-75. And I could not make it to the interview. But the, 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 the obstructions and the interferences continue daily when I try to apply for this job. I remarked to the gentleman, I think a couple of days ago, I said, the school year is almost over. It's going to be that long before I have, uh, you know, access to this employment where I could at least make money. And it's been the same uh, for me, uh, basically for these eight years since I lost my job as a judge. It certainly makes me look back at that, uh, that uh, maneuver of removing me from my job as a judge, and it makes me know that this is definitely a government-inspired and motivated uh, act of terrorism in my, in my mind. Additionally, not having a law license for all that time same period of time, I still don't have it. Um, and my law license has been moved to inactive status. And it's been almost the worst task, again, very arduous, to get it moved back to active status. Um, after being chased by military planes and intimidated and all kinds of things have happened to me, I finally made the decision to overcome all of that and sue the attorney discipline board for my license to be moved back to active status in 2016. The court, it matriculated through the uh, uh, federal court system and my case was dismissed. They indicated that I did not state a claim of relief. All right, I, that, again, I continue to be intimidated by these Actions. I didn't know what was going on. I never heard of targeting before. I continued to endure these military attacks. The chemical attacks were almost unbearable, almost unbearable. And uh, like I said, I believe my sister's death is a, is a direct result of those attacks, but almost unbearable. Uh, you see pictures of me on Facebook with mask on, in Instagram with mask with a mask on, and this was. This was before the COVID-19 epidemic. It preceded it. Uh, and, and I think once I started to appear on social media with, those, with that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, really funny looking mask on, uh, then all of a sudden came the advent of the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, to justify your chemical, what you may be feeling, chemical suffocation and heart failure uh, as a result of uh, inhaling, ingesting chemicals. At one point, I could actually taste the chemicals in my mouth. And so I just wanted to, again, um, let the public know. I mean, I don't want this to be a secret anymore after keeping it a secret for so many years. Uh, I, I, I consider them the dark years when I did not know what to do uh, about these things. I thought, really, I had no power over them. And I still do know I can exercise my legal rights in violation of my constitutional rights and seek redress. But it's a very, even that is a very difficult uh, uh, exercise when you're chemically attacked at the same time. And, you know, of course, the lawyers are going to do their job and, and fight me, even though, you know, all of the employers that I'm suing 
in federal court and even in the Michigan state court system uh, and even in South Carolina state court system are employers that didn't hire me for a considerable amount of time, never gave me a reason. I simply applied for positions and never received any communication back. It was as if they were saying, go away. We don't like you. We don't want you. And so I sat silent again for some time, even though I I did not immediately uh, uh, recognize that the Michigan employers were discriminatory until I got back to Michigan because I realized they really weren't concerned about my out-of-state status. They were concerned and wanted to discriminate against me. And so I've I've, I've endured one challenge after another uh, dealing with these uh, events. The so that's what I wanted to say here on the political strategist today. Uh, I'm going to come back over and over again and report these things. And I look forward to having you listen to me again here on The Political Strategist. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you next time.